is officially still a holiday. It's been a long weekend. We're going to postpone the teaching meeting till a week from tomorrow. That way everybody's rested, ready, and ready to go. So no service tomorrow night. There will be prayer Wednesday night. And then a teaching service next Monday night at 7. Just for clarity and understanding, if you're new here or if you're old here, things have changed. And I hope you understand why. We spiritually, we are in a new season. We are no longer in a kumbaya season. We are in a victory roar of the lion season. And I've been frustrated all week because my Wi-Fi is slow and it's just lagging. And let's not be like that. Let's not lag behind what God's doing. We are in a victory season. So take full advantage of that. That's why things are changing here, because we don't want to lag behind. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. People make it so difficult. This is so simple. He says, now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are a spirit. First and foremost, you are a spirit person. Born and made in the image and likeness of God. God's a spirit. You have a soul. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you live in a body. The spirit man should be in ascendancy. He should be the one in ruling over your mind in your body. We need to understand that. People get the soul confused, but you are a spirit. The soul is your mind, will, and emotions, and it needs to be renewed to the Word of God and the Spirit of God daily, and your body needs to pay attention to what your spirit man dictates. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit, the purpose of the Holy Spirit. God always does everything for a reason. He just doesn't do it to do it. And so he sent the Holy Spirit into our lives for a reason. When you are born again, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. But when you are filled with the Spirit, that's what you are. You are filled with the Spirit. He fills you from the inside. It's like having, in today's culture, what you would call an internal GPS system. Okay? In Jude 20, it says, but you, beloved, so there's a reason, there's reasons for it. In Jude 20, it says, you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. It is to build up your spirit, man. If you feed your body and you feed your mind all the time and never your spirit, that's what's going to rule. And we want the spirit man to rule. That's why we pray in the spirit and build ourselves up spiritually. Number two. The Spirit helps us to pray effectively. Romans 8, 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit himself makes intercession for us. He helps us to pray out the perfect will of God. And we want the perfect will of God in our life. Now, number three, in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, purpose number three. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The Spirit of God inwardly is, like I said, an internal GPS system, 
and we need to be led by that spirit. And we have to, it doesn't happen automatically. We have to learn to be led by the spirit. Some people tend to be a little more sensitive than others. But we need to be, if you really read that in all the proper context, it means to be continually led. When you have the Holy Spirit on you, people, yes, maybe are led, but not actively. We need to be actively led, not passively led. We need to be enabled by the Holy Spirit to be led. And that not only helps us to know what to do and where to go, but it helps us to be conformed, obedient to his standards, his ways, his plans, and his purposes. Uh, One key thing is when you are learning to be led by the Spirit, God is interested in every portion of your life. Start with the small things and learn to listen down here. We have a book, How to Be Led by the Spirit. It's back there. It goes into it. It's great. But just actively learn. And you know, when you're around too much TV, when you're around too much phone, you're around too much people, sometimes it's hard to hear here. That's why you need to take time and be quiet and be led by the Spirit of God. But you can be led in the small things. Example, I constantly lose my glasses and my phone. It drives them nuts. But if you ever learn things, we've had a key issue, a billfold issue, a phone issue at our house. But if you stop and listen, he'll quicken it to where those things are. And that's just a small thing, but he's interested in that's how those kinds of situations are how you learn. So don't be afraid. Be learned to be led by the Spirit of God. He's in our lives for that purpose. Ushers, we're going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. And while they do that, I want to remind you, today is the 4th of July. It's Independence Day. We celebrate the greatness of this nation. And I want you to go out and have a good weekend. Celebrate because... Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the ungodly left fools are not Lord over this nation. Jesus is Lord over the United States of America, and we need to celebrate it and declare it. So go out and celebrate that Jesus is Lord. I'm supposed to pray. Parade. Oh, parade. He'll also help your hearing. (laughs) Too many fireworks this weekend. There is a parade today downtown. The Convention Estates group has is going to be together and, and go through to promote the Convention Estates. If you don't understand that, I don't have time today. You can ask Steve or we'll go into that. But if you would like to be a part of that, talk to Steve right here, Jason, after church. Or be at the VFW by a quarter to four and ready to walk in the heat. Quarter, sorry, quarter to two. Sorry. We'll get it. We'll get it. Okay. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We need to pray, Lord God. Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for these people that have sown ties and offerings, their faithfulness. Father, bless them exceedingly abundantly above all they can ask or think. In Jesus' name. Play some.
you and Pastor Kathy, we're going to pray for both of you after service. Brian. We didn't do this in service, and that's okay. And I'm just going to do a little part of it because I think it's fitting for this morning. So we might have a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him in every way and bearing fruit in every good work. We call on you, Holy Spirit. We never want to grieve you, but we welcome you. We love you. We need you. And we recognize your presence in this place today. So teach us, Holy Spirit, what we do not see. Open our spiritual eyes of our understanding and our ears to hear what you're speaking to us in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Look in your Bible to Esther chapter 4. And we'll start there. And I want to continue um, along the lines of this because, you know, sometimes we're, we're too... We hear a word from God and, and we might... A preacher can teach on it a week or two, and sometimes I think it takes a while for it to get in this and be focused on that word. And it was a few weeks ago on a Wednesday morning when I was praying that I was just sitting down and the words came for such a time as this. Those kind of words 
let you know that you have a destiny to fulfill. We have a destiny. These young people have a destiny to fulfill. You have a destiny to fulfill. You have gifts and graces that reside on the inside of you. And so you, you're aware, you can read Esther, it's, it's really a, a short book, it's a great book, but you have a young woman, an orphan child, and her cousin, that changed a nation. Two people changed a nation. So don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't look at yourself and say, well, I don't come from a, you know, a great pedigree. I didn't grow up with much. I don't have the education. It doesn't make any difference with God. In fact, God rather you use people like me. Just the ordinary Joe. Just like you. The days of the people on a pedestal are over. It's the church's own fault for putting people up there. I was going through YouTube and I had to because I saw her. You would, some of you wouldn't know, but in the 80s, I was a big SNL fan. It isn't anything. It's garbage now. But it was church lady. And, and I said, Kathy, come in the other room. And she was in the other room. Come in here and listen to this. And she was interviewing the Bakers from PTL. And it was funny, but it was so sad. Those days are over, folks. Only one will be exalted. And his name's Jesus. So I want you to know, don't look down upon yourself. God's grooming some of you. And you're going to have to learn to be led by the Holy Spirit. And not grow weary in well-doing and not faint in your mind and get caught up with it in your mind. That's where the battle takes place. Don't listen to the lies of the devil about your past. If you've got Jesus, you have no past. So you need to, you know, the you shouldn't think more highly than yourself. But I'll tell you, some of us need to recognize who we are in Christ it's Jesus Christ in us. It's not our gifts. It's, it's, it's Jesus. And so just bow your knee to him every day and he'll, he'll give you direction. Amen. So it says here we have Esther. And Mordecai's given her instructions, telling her what to do. And in those days, you just didn't walk into the palace and say, I want to see Trump. I mean, the king. You have to go through a process because if you don't go through the right process, you're dead. It's that simple. But here's what Mordecai says, her cousin, told them to answer Esther. Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish and here, this is a great prophetic scripture. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. I've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Been a preacher for, I've lost track, 30 plus years. 
And now I'm just starting. Let that sink in. I said, I've been a preacher, a pastor for 30 plus years now. I'm just getting started. So you young ones, quit your whining and complaining because you don't see things the way you think they should be. God will groom people. He'll train you. He'll put you through the fire to prepare you for what's to come. But you'll come out of the fire. There will be no smell of smoke upon your garments. You young ones, be careful, Pastor Mike. We just prayed for him. <laughs> it's not going to be easy in the days ahead. We're we're in a battle. And God needs to raise up warriors. And you're going to have to, you young ones are going to have to develop that warrior mentality. And some of you young ones don't like to be told what to do. Unless you learn how to be under authority, you will never be in authority. I don't know why I said all that, but if you think it's going to be easy, no. Amen? Now... <laughs> I always like to review. I'm just I'm always a reviewer, but I'll skip the review. I said there were three words in this that jumped out at me in this passage of scripture I just read. The word you say you the word time say time and the word kingdom. So we're kind of on kingdom now and, and maybe I'll go review in, in again in the future. But I'm, I'm talking about kingdom because your destiny is tied to his kingdom. He will fulfill his plan and purpose in you. But that plan and purpose is tied to his kingdom. So the gifts and graces he's put in you and I, it's to advance his kingdom, not your kingdom. And I really believe the younger generation is going to rise up because it's all going to be about Jesus. Amen? So important. Um, your destiny is tied to his kingdom. Esther and Mordecai saw the big picture. They saw God's plan and purpose at work. And God places his people in strategic positions to advance his kingdom purposes. God, let me say that again, don't let that go over your head. God places his people in strategic positions to advance his kingdom and purpose. I was looking at you today and, and thinking, you'll laugh at this. And Bobby, my job is to keep you from getting a big head. But you, you came here just to fulfill your purpose for him. Because when you yell and you praise and you shout it's a god thing amen and in for so many years abe's been up there trying to get some of you people <laughs> you old stoic germans to shout if you think we're all going to sit around in heaven and listen to church lady it ain't going to happen there's going to be a lot of shouting amen and, and so be prepared in the days ahead for more of that. 
Amen. God places his people in strategic positions to advance his kingdom purposes. Now listen, God's favor. How many have ever prayed for favor and asked God for favor? God's favor is given to fulfill his purpose, not your purpose. So if you're believing God for favor, well, what are you believing God for? Is is it tied to his kingdom purpose? You need to ask yourself that. Esther possessed God's favor, which led to a position of authority. But she was under authority, which ultimately led to the deliverance of the Jewish people. Esther's heart's attitude was reflected in her words. If I perish, I perish. She was willing to give her life for others. Are you willing to give your life for other people in the kingdom? And I'm not you know, give your life, but give your gifts and graces and let them flow for the benefit of others. We said there were some kingdom characteristics. It's spiritual. We're to seek it first. We will suffer tribulation. We have to preach it. We have to pray for it. And here's the one. This is where we're at right now. We have to work together in it. We have to work together. I, I, I was just, I'm, I'm amazed at times and I look at the people in this church. What a variety of people. Different backgrounds, different educations, different personalities. But that makes it good. You know, she always, they make fun of me when we go in to get ice cream. I get vanilla every time. I don't need anything else. That's just me. But there are other flavors, too. And so you represent a lot of flavors here. And you're needed. Some of you new ones don't get in a hurry. You'll find where you need to fit. And I had this down, and I, I, I want to do it now because it's so important. We, do, we don't acknowledge people enough. Beth worked hard getting a, a, a billboard, a, a bulletin board up. And it's really cool. Take time and look at it. Mary Jane's out there in hospitality, greeting people and some of the others. Important. Getting coffee so we can have donuts and coffee. She's faithful. She's a quiet one. See, we have quiet ones here. We don't need people beating a drum. Just do what you're called to do. Greeters and ushers and security, children's teachers, nursery workers, cleaners, mowers, weed killers. Pastor Brad's good about, you know, heading up projects. Julie does a lot with administration. You know, so everybody here is important. Everybody needs to do something. Amen? Now, Colossians 4.11, you don't need to turn there. Paul said, these are my only fellow workers for the kingdom of God. That's where we are right now. We're learning how to work together. Putting up with your, everybody's got a personality. Too much of Abe and too much of me is too much. But if if you're too indifferent and quiet and, you know, kind of reserved, that can be too much too. The opposite direction. There's a balance. Everyone say balance. There's a balance in everything that we do. Now, we got to, everyone say work together. Got to learn how to work together. But I want you to know, how many of you are familiar in the 90s? I have kind of a, a different sense of humor, and if this offends you, I'm sorry. 
It's just who I am. There was a series called Seinfeld. How many ever watched Jerry and Seinfeld? There, there is a, there's a character in that. In fact, why don't you just play it, turn the lights down, and play just a couple clips of this. No, uh-uh. You're close. Kramer? Hello, boys. Oh! Hello, Jerry. Hello, Newman. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Newman. Hello, Jerry. Kramer. Hello, Newman. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Newman. Good night, Jerry. Good night, Newman. Jerry, may I come in? What do you want? Huh? Nothing. It's being neighborly. You want to hang out? Shoot the breeze? I'm not letting you cheat, Newman. You're not getting anywhere near that board. Jerry, I'm a little insulted. You're not a little anything, Newman. <laughs> so just pack it up and move it out of here. Right. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, what are you doing for the Super Bowl? I don't know. Watch it on TV, I guess. Why? Well, if you watch closely enough, you just might see me. I'll be the one waving to the camera from my seat on the 40-yard line. You're going to the Super Bowl? Yes, I am. A guy on my mail route just got a couple of tickets, and he offered one to me. What's his name? Tim Watley. That's my ticket! Is it? Oh. Well, if only you'd known, you could have saved some time and given it directly to me. <laughs> okay. Lights, please. Life is full of Newmans. I don't care how spiritual you are. I believe God sends some to be in your life to provoke you, to frustrate you, to upset you. But you're going to have to learn how to deal with the Newmans. Caden, you're going to Bible school, leaving here in August. You're going to, to Rama. Good memories of that, but you will find Newman's even at Rama. You get out of get out of Rama and you go to work in a church. You'll find Newman's. So you better learn how to adjust. And sometimes, I I, be, I really believe God's given me a special anointing for Newman's. No, that not necessarily people here. But I, we all have people in, in our life <laughs> that are different. That the average church wouldn't reach. And we've got to learn how to love even Newmans. And, uh, you know, if you've, ever, if you've got anything today, leave, leave church, think about Newman. Because tomorrow you'll probably meet one. How many work somewhere with a Newman? Kevin? You work with Newman? <laughs> Brian Newman. <laughs> you work at the radio station. Do you ever, ever have Newmans call in or show, or show up? See, Paul talked in, in, in the scripture I read to you about how important it is to work together. Like I said, I'm not a perfect preacher, never will be. 
I'm a type A personality, and sometimes that offends people. I went to I went to Walmart. I'm done with Casey's. They're down the toilet, as far as I'm concerned, with donuts. I'm back to Walmart, going to Walmart. So I go into Walmart to order the donuts. Nobody'd wait on me. I stood at the counter. And there's a woman right here. Wouldn't even acknowledge me, talk to me, welcome me. And there's another woman in the back. Finally, she looks up. She looks at the woman in the back and says, would you wait on him? So she comes. And they tell her specifically what I want. So she goes and starts putting donuts in a box to give me donuts. I said, no. I said, for Sunday. I'm ordering four dozen donuts. And then I got kind of, I wasn't rude. I said, I want four dozen donuts. This is what I want. And it took her forever. And I kept saying, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. I was raised with a business father, and, and I learned how to treat people years ago, the customer. And it just grates me when people don't even know how to do that anymore. Amen. So I go in today, and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, there's the same woman. And I thought, oh, my God, she forgot the donuts. So she gives me the donuts, two dozen donuts. And I said, no, four dozen. Oh, well, they're right here. And I was real nice. I thanked her. So my Newman experience. You're going to have those experiences. You might have Newman next door. You might have Newman down the street. He's not a Newman. They're not Newmans to me. They're family. Except when he acts like Caleb, my son. Then he's a Newman. Listen to this. Your destiny is tied to working with others in the body of Christ. Your destiny is tied working with even Newmans in the body of Christ. It's teamwork. See, when it comes to kingdom, it's teamwork. Amen? Teamwork is defined as joint action by a group of people in which individual interests are subordinated to group unity and efficiency. So that means you and I, as we come together to work here in the days ahead at Harvest Church, we're going to have to put some of our own needs, our own desires, our own programs aside. What we think the way it should be done. Listen to leadership. Pray for leadership. If there ever was a time you need to pray for me, it's now. And I say that seriously. Because I am older now. I'll be 64. I've been listening to Cat Courage. She says on your birthday, they have a portal and people, your family looks down. And they're the height of the, of the ceiling and they look at you and watch you. <laughs> wow. So I, be, I believe October 12th, I'm going to look up. Amen. We need to work together, put all of our own self-interests aside and, and concentrate on kingdom, just like Mordecai and Esther did. God links lives according to his sovereign purpose. 
Say that with me. God links lives according to his sovereign purpose. So you have to discover. You have to pray. Where do you want me, Father? What church do you want me in? Amen? You have to learn to be sensitive to the Spirit. I told this years ago, years and years ago on TV, it would say, attend the church of your choice. And that's wrong. You attend the church where God has you to go. Well, I don't like the preacher and the worship leader. They're a little too in in your face. They're a little too rambunctious. They're a little too opinionated. Well, you're going to find, I don't care where you go, you're never going to find a perfect church or a perfect preacher, a perfect nursery worker, a perfect usher, perfect security. Thank you. It just isn't, it doesn't work that way. God takes us all. I mean, I could call on some of you. I'm not going to do that, so don't say anything. We're all different. We're just all different. But oh, how I love different. <laughs> I, just, I just love different. I don't want cookie cutter. I don't want a cookie cutter congregation. You know, I, I, I should have been a little more specific about what I, what I wanted in a woman. When I was believing God years ago. But God gave me what I needed. And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for her. Yeah, we don't get along sometimes. We're both strong-willed, opinionated people. It's just the way we are. Then I look at my offspring. Oh, God. They're the same way. Then my daughter-in-law. Same way. We've got a family of generals. I want some privates that I can boss around. It doesn't work that way at my house. So we have to learn. I have to subordinate my interests sometimes to her. And sometimes I'm gritting my teeth. But you got to do it. My kids are home now. They're going to go do this traveling nurse thing. Well, that's we're storing some things. They're paying the church exceedingly abundantly. I don't like to charge my kids, but... Legally, they have to do it. But they brought stuff in, and we were storing it over there, but it's still at home. It's in my garage, my basement. It's everywhere. And years ago, it would make me mad because I'm a neat freak. Just ask my family. I get more trouble when I pick up after people. I just don't like crap sitting around. I want it organized. But I've learned just to have your family home, your kids with you, no matter if they're messy. I'm, I'm, Mike, I'm going to put you on notice here in front of this group of people. Put your frickin' gum wrappers in the garbage instead of laying them on the dining room table. It's, I, I've got some, I've got some issues that need tissues.
We all do. God links lives according to his sovereign purpose. God gave me her because it was his sovereign purpose. It's no different with you. Amen? We said unity in Second Chronicles 5 brings God's glory. We said unity is a threefold cord, cord in Ecclesiastes 4. Unity is a triple braided cord. One friend plus another friend plus Christ makes the cord not easily broken. We said when Christ is the priority in a marriage, in a, in a family, in a friendship, in a church setting, Satan is defeated. There are going to be times in the days ahead we say things and you're not going to like them. I, I've been working with Caden for how long now? We, you're different jobs a week, and we pray together. We'd pray together every week. I'd sit him down. And were there times I said some things to you? Uh huh. I didn't have that. I didn't have a mentor. All I had was a, a great God who put me at. In in in, uh, in the ministry, and then sent me up here to hell. And if you weren't in Norfolk in the early '80s, it was a dark time. Some of you don't even know what it was like. And oh, how I wanted to leave! Oh, we wanted to leave! Oh, we just wanted to turn tail and run. It was so dark. And demonic. Some of you remember. Some of the older wise ones remember the spiritual atmosphere. When you had a Brazilian witch up here in, where was it? Niobrara, levitating on her verdigree area, levitating on her thing. Because the guy that built the, the, the altar was in the church years ago. told me stories they had they all came from all over for some egg ceremony they did i'm telling you it was a demonic stronghold you know it's changed it's so much better it's so much the atmosphere isn't it better and it's going to even get even more the glory of god amen so we have to learn to work together folks how can two walk together unless they be in agreement? Agreement demands mutual commitment to each other. Let me, don't, let me say that again. Agreement demands. How can two walk together unless they be in agreement? Agreement demands mutual commitment to each other. Mutual commitment. And see, some of you young ones do not like the word commitment you've got to be committed to God you've got to be committed to a local church you'll never change my mind you need to put get planted in the church put down spiritual roots so you can bear fruit but unless you get planted in a church you'll not accomplish any kingdom purpose Unity demands agreement. True unity and agreement is the result of seeking first the kingdom of God and not a personal 
agenda. Then we said, I'll close with this. We're not even getting to what I wanted to, but that's all right. Unity requires people to be peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Say, blessed are the peacemakers. Peacemakers. Can you edit that, please? Don't let that get out. I can think of worse. <laughs> Matthew, I want to read this. You don't need to, I want to read this out of my Bible concerning peacemakers. If I can find it. Oh, Mike. You know, you know what's so funny? Years ago, I'd get so nervous up here. If I made a mistake, if I lost my place, no, I don't care. Isn't that liberating? <laughs> Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Jesus prioritized, this is it, then we're done after we read this. Jesus prioritizes the ministry of human reconciliation in this statement, showing peacemaking as the birthright and birth assignment of God's sons and daughters. Peace is often hard won. It came at a great cost to Jesus who sacrificed his life that we might have peace. Uh, now listen, a peacemaker is willing to give up his perceived rights as he pursues a path of seeking and advancing harmony among other individuals, families, and nations so they can experience peace through God's Love. We can become that kind of peacemaker if we're willing to walk in step with him and allow the Holy Spirit to empower us and pour the love of God into our hearts. We must have peace before we can become peacemakers. So if you don't have peace in your life, how are you going to be a peacemaker? Peace is a sure sign we've accepted our reconciliation with our Father. Peace is the result of a forgiven heart now filled with Christ's Spirit. When peace rules in our hearts, we can be peacemakers. Now listen to this. <clears throat> Being a peacemaker means becoming the initiator in reconciling conflict between others and us. <clears throat> our part in the family business is to tear down walls that divide us and, cut that con and constantly work for understanding. <clears throat> Excuse me. In a world where people and groups are at odds, our calling is to actively seek to resolve conflict. <clears throat> Excuse me. We can listen to, love, and care for people on both sides without taking sides, for we stand on a third, third side, <clears throat> on the side of peace. Peacemaking means, means going into the family business, the business of God's family. <clears throat> stand up this morning while I choke. Are you a peacemaker? If you're going to work together with Newmans, and don't ever call me a Newman. Call me Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's Jewish, and he's got a lot of money. Kramer, yes. <laughs> we have a few Kramers. Kramers are good. They keep people laughing. Father, I thank you. For the variety that's here under this roof today.
And what a variety. But you put us together for such a time as this. Holy Spirit, solidify that truth in our hearts and in our thinking in the days ahead. One common goal to advance the kingdom of God in Norfolk, Nebraska, in Northeast Nebraska, in the state of Nebraska. To advance the Father's business. We must be about the Father's business. And that's kingdom business. So Lord, we all have rough areas. We're all at different spiritual levels. Some children, some adolescents, and some mature adults. But we all need to work together because we need each other to fulfill Heaven's plans and purposes in this hour. So Lord, help us all to learn to be quiet when we need to be quiet and not be so opinionated. And I'm talking to me. And yet, those that need to speak up, let them speak up in the days ahead. Because all of us are important. Everything that we have in our heart that you put there needs to come forth. So, Father, I thank you. By your Spirit, bring us together in fellowship, that koinonia fellowship, that oneness of spirit, so we can do so much for the kingdom. I bless this body of believers today. I thank you, Lord God. Harvest Church is experiencing spiritual increase, numerical increase financial increase in this hour so we can be about the Father's business in Jesus' name. Everyone here has a part to play. So don't let the enemy speak to you and lie to you that you have nothing to contribute. Just tell him he's a liar. He's the father of lies. Everyone here has a part to play. Help us discern and recognize that part in Jesus' name. And help read quiet down in Jesus' name. (laughs) That's life right there. That's good. Amen. I love you. We need you. We need each other. Anyone here need prayer for your physical body? You come up here too much. What is this for somebody else? Uh, she just comes up here for her friends. I think that's great. Who? What's her name? Ivory? Well, that's different. Ivory. Ivory. Father, she stands for Ivory today. And we speak and curse those gallstones and command them to dissolve and go. And healing flow into Ivory's life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes, Beth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, what? We prayed for your, your tailbone last, last week? Two weeks? And, and it was better the next day or gone?
Okay. Oh, my. Well, let's pray. Same God that did the healing in this is the same God that will heal those ribs. In the name of Jesus, we speak healing to those ribs, command them to knit and heal supernaturally. For you said we could lay hands on the sick. These are your hands, my hands, your hands, Jesus. And we thank you for your healing power to flow. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, be very careful tonight. Oh, yes. As Bobby shoves her up front. Okay. Is it arthritis or just? You're not receiving that. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak to Lars Barty. Body, I command it, healing to flow, ligaments, joints, tendons, muscles, bones. I command it to her body to function as God ordained it to in the name of Jesus. It's bound in Jesus' name and healing is loose today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. <laughs> yes, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Well, I'm glad I came to church today. And here again, if I'd gone how I felt, let that be a witness to some of you. You might not feel spiritual. You might not feel like going to church. But be obedient and you'll be blessed. Amen. Anything else? Wednesday night prayer.